Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. It's a doubleheader recording day for us. We, uh, yeah, so we are recording two episodes back to back. So if any of these episodes are short, or if the second one is lagging in any way, uh, that's why. Yeah, we're probably going to talk a lot more today about... I don't know, it's going to be hard to separate the two of them into two different episodes, because I'm going to want to talk about both of them. It is. I think the way that we're going to have to do this, and I was thinking about it because I just just watched the, the original one today... I think utilizing the plots from them is how we're going to more or less separate them. And we'll probably be some repeated information, like, you know, obviously. But the plots of these movies... Oh, we're watching Under Wraps and Under Wraps from from 1997 and 2021. Oh, I don't know why I said 2021, but... (laughs) um, And they are remakes. Like, this is a remake. Well, Under Wraps 1997 is not a remake, but the new one is a remake. I yeah, I was like, I don't know if it's going to be a true remake, remake or if it's just going to be kind of the same it's, plot line, different characters. But No, the it's the same character. For the most part, the same names. Same yeah. names, uh, same overall, like overall plot, but the actual yeah. like timeline of the plot and some of the actions and so on and so forth are different. But this episode is going to be focusing on the 1997 under wraps. Also... For funsies, because why not? Sarah watched the original one first and then watched the the new one. And I did the inverse where I watched the new one and I watched the old one second because I'd never seen the new one. So I wasn't going to be tainted when I watched (laughs) the the new one, which... And I I hadn't seen the remake either, but I had seen the original and I didn't realize how much would come back to me until I was watching it. I'm like, okay, this actually, it comes back. Like, a lot of it was very familiar. And I watched yeah. it with Laura. We watched them back-to-back. We just had a movie night, so we watched them one right after the other. How many days did you have between two? Uh, you're watching. Two. I watched the sec- the remake on Thursday, and today is Saturday. Okay. And I watched That's the other one many days this morning. Yeah, two days is not, not that different. I was, try- I, I was going to try and watch them both on yesterday, which is Friday, uh, but I didn't have enough time. And yeah. I wasn't in a good headspace for it. So I didn't. Yeah. It's kind of a lot back to back with how like similar they are. <laughs> it was just like, okay, I feel like I watched a lot of it. <laughs> I actually think that you watching them back to back is probably going to very greatly affect how you felt about the remake. Because I'm... It could. I'm glad. <laughs> I won't spoil anything ahead no, of no, time. No, 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 no. But, but I, I'm glad. I'm glad I had the break in between. Yeah. I probably would have had I not been watching them with Laura. Yeah. But since she was already over, we're like, we're just going to watch them back to back. Right. They're not long. They're both an hour 30, oh, so it's like... Yeah. They're not two-hour movies, so it's okay. Right. So, also as a reminder, the original 1997 Under Wraps is not on Disney+, Plus for reasons that we don't know. I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that Bill Fagerbaki is the mummy, and Nickelodeon has a stronghold on Bill Fagerbaki because he's yeah. the voice of Patrick Starr. Yep. I We looked that up and Laura told me that he's the voice of Patrick and then I could not stop p- imagining Patrick every time that he would do his like grunting, moaning stuff. I was like, uh, it sounds like Patrick. So Ethan and I just know Bill Fagerbucky's name. Like we we talk about Bill Fagerbucky kind of a lot. Yeah. Uh, we love him. That like from, from, a, yeah. from a place of just like adoration. Yeah. Um, 
He's apparently a pretty chill dude, which is nice. But, um, yeah, so I saw, and he get his, gets his own in the title credits. He gets his own, and Bill Fagerbucky is Harold. Yeah. And it's like, hey, Of course, yeah. I, I didn't know the name, so when I saw that originally, I was like, I don't know who that is, but then we were curious. We're like, I wonder who plays the mummy. He's also you can't really tell. Yeah, he's also well, you. Mar- you could probably tell right away by I could. not only the name but the voice. Well, yeah, I just knew his name. Uh, he's also yeah. for people who don't watch SpongeBob. He's also Marshall's dad in How I Met Your Mother. That I wouldn't have known because I haven't really don't. watched that. But, don't yeah. we've talked about it? Yeah, just don't. I think we've talked about that before. It not, and you're like, don't watch has it. Has not like, aged okay, well. I wasn't really tempted. <laughs> has not aged well. Number one, and also terrible like just terrible last few seasons and ending just awful atrocious i feel like that's a, a universal a common thing it's a universal thing feeling with, yeah a series that lasts a while we're like okay you could have ended like three or four seasons earlier no the the high your mother problem was the fact that they wrote the ending before the show even aired and so they had ah. this idea spoiler if anyone has not had how i met your mother spoiled for them i guess skip ahead um but they had the concept that the main guy, Ted, was going to get together with Robin after the mother died from the start of the show. So, like, the the kids that they have those, like, video clips of that he's, like, talking to mm-hmm. recorded, uh, like, go, we love Aunt Robin. Go spend time with her, like, already. And so yeah. they were writing a show around an ending with, like, nothing in the middle. And that don't work. Yeah. So... Anyway. Yeah. So, okay. So it's not a Disney Plus, which means that there isn't a small blurb, blurb, big blurb. For, but there's probably yeah. a Google blurb somewhere. I am using the IMDb blurb because I use the IMDb blurb for uh, the other me. And I am going to look up the Google blurb because we know my history with looking up decoms on Google and how inaccurate it can be, so I'm curious. I also like IMDb's blurbs because they also include the, like, keywords or the, like, tags, and they're very funny. So the IMDb blurb is a comedy adventure in which three pre-teenagers have a close encounter with a 3,000-year-old Egyptian mummy. Marshall, Gilbert, and Amy accidentally set the mummy free. If they do not return him to his sarcophagus by midnight on Halloween, he will become dust and lose his only opportunity of being reunited with his long-lost love. And let's see what the tags are, because it's great. The tags are cult film, gore, murder, impalement, prank, teenager, mummy, Halloween, Halloween costume, haunted house attraction, Cleopatra costume, skull mask, (laughs) reference to Dennis Rodman, child (laughs) protagonist, boy, girl, Halloween party, horror for children, and old dark house. Old dark house. Incredible. I'm so glad that reference to Dennis Rodman is in here. Which is like peak, peak late 90s. The other movie that I really like that has a reference to Dennis Rodman is uh, Bedazzled. The Bedazzled remake, funnily enough, it is a remake uh, with Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley, directed by Harold Ramis. Uh, And it's the only other time that I know there's a Dennis Rodman reference. Uh, I've seen Dennis Rodman make like cameos. He was in a cameo for like Third Rock from the Sun 
Mm. But it was so peak 90s. So big. I just love Cleopatra costume. Old dark yeah. house. Child protagonist. Boy. I just girl. Love gore. Murder. <laughs> Where is there murder? Um, I don't know. I don't think there's is murder. There... I think that's a lie. I think they were just trying to get things for spooky, a spooky movie. Yeah, there's there's no murder. There's, I would say there's murder attempts. Here's the thing. There's murder, but there's no gun. There's a gun. There's attempted yeah. murder, but there's no murder. They, they could have tagged gun. <laughs> Reading off these taglines makes me think of that muffins video. <gasps> oh my gosh, yeah. Fire. <laughs> Actually, it goes, newspaper. Israeli Palestinian Fire. conflict. Yeah, I was just about to say Blast. that one. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Asbestos I muffin. I'm baking that. as best as I can. <laughs> It'll be a uh, I feel like I've shown Gina some of those videos that like were peak YouTube back in the day. Gen Z like, does not get it. This is what you watched. And I'm like, yeah, these are great. Gen Z does not get it. Which, like, to be I fair, I don't get some of Gen Z's humor, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and we can all agree that nobody gets boomer humor. Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, is there boomer humor? I don't even know. Is there, is there any... Is there really? <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Okay. That. Um, What's the Google I one? have the Google... I. The only thing that comes up for a Google blurb is on Google Play. Uh, I don't know how similar it is to the one you just read, but it says, On Halloween, 12-year-old friends Marshall, Gilbert, and Amy agree to res- rescue... <laughs> reunite a 3,000-year-old mummy with his lost love before it's too late. However, the kids endanger their own lives when they interfere with a crook's plan to sell the mummy's stolen sarcophagus. Not a crook! A crook! The kids race against the clock to return their new friend to his resting place before he turns into dust and loses his immortal soul forever. So dramatic. So... I don't normally look at the IMDb reviews because I think reviews are subjective. Speaking from a co-host of a review podcast yeah um but some of these are very funny uh one of them is just labeled i was in this movie wow uh and they (laughs) just they said that that i just have a small part school scene but it was fun nonetheless but there is one mummy won't you please come home is the title uh a bit underwhelming this is surprisingly graphic for who the, who it's aimed at. One star. You will not sleep after watching this if you, if you even finish it. One star. Parents beware. What? Yeah. It's all that and gore then, and murder. And then someone, of course, 10 out of 10. So much better than the remake. Uh, yeah. But I, this is one I specifically wanted to call out because I think it's ridiculous. This movie is great. It is so much better than the woke remake. It is innocent and funny and doesn't force feed you obvious wokeness Disney is famous for now. Yeah, you know how Disney is so what? freaking woke. I was going to say, what, what wokeness is Disney known for? They're like the least woke It's because Amy in the company. remake had two gay dads. Like that's actually technically and three because she had in the remake. Wow, so woke. I know. Oh my god. It's just it's the worst is all I wanted to say to that. Okay. So, big blurb, my blurb. Uh I'm going to be perfectly honest. I kind of zoned out 3 quarters of the way through this movie, so there's a chunk of it that I might totally skip over because I was just like, "Whoa, the pacing of this movie is weird." Um okay, so it starts off with the 
two main guys, the main one being Marshall and his best friend Gilbert. Gilbert is played by Adam Wiley, who is not in the remake. Google lied to me. And I'm really upset about it because I really like Adam Wiley. Oh. Were you just like waiting for it while you were watching it? Yeah, I was. (laughs) But then I thought about it after and I was like, oh, no, it did say that he played Gilbert. Oh, bummer. There is a Gilbert in this movie. Anyway. Okay. So it's those two are at the movie for Warthead 4 and you learn that Gilbert is a total chicken and Marshall loves horror movies. And then they go home and they're walking past their creepy neighbor's house, Mr. Coopot. And uh, they go up to his door to try and get him to pay for his backlog of newspapers, like all of his payments he has never made, and they get chased off his porch. And then the next day, you're introduced to Amy, their friend, who is the token girl, who, I have to be honest, sucks in this movie. Yeah, She's obnoxious. She's also the girl from From True Confessions. Oh, she's the True Confessions girl. I was like, I know she's, she's in something else. Yep, I recognized her and looked her up, and sure enough, she's the girl from True Confessions. I'm I like, thought uh. she might be the one from Stepsister from Planet Weird, but no, she's in. she was in the, the 13th year. That's what she was in. Yep. Yeah. She sucks. Like, I'm, okay, yep. not the actress. The, the, okay, the actress kind of sucks, too. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Yeah, but the character. The character is horrible. always playing horrible. terrible characters. The character is horrible, and I will get into part of the reason why she's terrible later, but a lot of it is just she's mean, she's mm-hmm. not funny, and she talks about her body a lot. Yeah. For being a 12-year-old. I, I was going to bring that up, but I'm like, she's talking about, like, sleeping in the nude and, like, making comments about, like, her bra and make, trying to make... To, um, to make them uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. But, like, and, like, that's fine trying to make them uncomfortable, like, whatever. But, like, she says that she sleeps in the nude and Gilbert crashes his bike and then she's like, oh, grow up. And it's just like, you're 12. Yeah. Like, I'm like... W- you don't need to give the audience a reason to think about you sleeping in the nude. And she didn't write the line. An adult (laughs) man wrote the line. So, icky, icky, ew. Don't like that. Nope. Um, Okay, so, yeah, she's she's obnoxious. Um, And she tells them that Mr. Kubat died. uh, And, which, okay, I am going to point out here, I'll do it in the other episode as well, but things that are vastly different. Um, So, two things here. They were not friends previously with Amy in the remake. They meet her at the museum, which they don't go to in this movie in the beginning. I'll talk about that in the next one. Um, and then Mr. Koopa does not die in the second one, which yeah. personally, the fact that he quote unquote dies in this one is a weird choice. <laughs> but get to that later. Um, so then they decide to break into his house because somebody saw a coffin in the basement um, and they find the mummy, and the mummy comes to life. I'm guessing through the moon and the necklace again. I missed it because it was really fast I, in this one. I was also thinking about that. After watching the remake, I was thinking back. I'm like, how did he come to life? And I'm pretty sure it was the same. I think but it was yeah. the same based on the ending, but I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch it again. Oh, I don't want to do that. But um, <laughs> partially because he was on you know bad it was bad quality where i was watching it um so they wake up the mummy the mummy chases them through the house and there is of course a bathroom joke where a mummy has to go pee which doesn't make any sense because his organs mm-hmm. are non-functioning yes. and i was like this is a weird point for the joke and then 
they leave. I don't remember if this is exactly so sequential. I think it is. Um, and then the mummy just goes wandering through town, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they try to go back and find the mummy, and he's not there, and then he goes through town, and he goes and makes his way to the hospital, which is such a long, unnecessary scene, where... I... Okay, I, call me crazy, but I actually thought it was kind of, like, funny how ridiculously goofy it was that he was at this hospital. No, it was really I funny, kind of it. but, like, it was <laughs> yeah. so out of place for that movie in particular, and it completely messed with the pacing of the movie, because it was, like, 15 minutes long when there were parts of the movie that they just sped through to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so... He's in the hospital, and there's some gimmicks, and they are like, oh, he doesn't have a pulse, he doesn't have a heartbeat, we've got to save him, and they, like, uh, use a defibrillator on his chest, and it's very funny. So it is really funny. And then he leaves, and they- Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, did you also realize, like, when he's leaving his trail of, like, his wrappings, it's not like he's turning around to be unwrapped, it's kind of like just- like, coming off his body. Like, like, it's just wrapped back and forth on his back. (laughs) Yeah. It's also just like so like that's not how that would work, and I thought that was no ridiculous. that that part of that scene made me really angry because I was like, I know, first like, of all, this isn't how there's this no way happen. no one would notice in between this one guy noticing it was stuck in the door. Yeah, but them thinking he was a burn victim and like acting on that was like, it was pretty funny. Um, not he that tried burn to dress are himself. Funny. What did he do? Yeah. What? Um. So then they meet back. He meets back up with Marshall and Gilbert and Amy and. Even though Gilbert's mom, we've learned, is an ex- is is totally an eccentric, and he even says, "Oh, she wouldn't care if he was there." Marshall takes Harold, the mummy, who they haven't named Harold yet, back to his house, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. So, uh, one thing that I forgot to mention is that a big part of Marshall's story is the fact that her parent, her, his parents have divorced previously, and his mom is now dating this new guy, Ted. And he's very uncertain about a, a new stepdad. And that's a whole thing in both the movies. Um, funny thing about this movie, though, is that Bill Fagerbucky plays Ted and the Mummy, which I thought was very funny. And I did end up looking up if the same guy played Ted and the Mummy in the new one, and he does not. Oh, I didn't even catch it because I don't know how from the voice I didn't catch it. I just know. I also but I didn't Bill even Fagerbucky notice that. Looks like. <laughs> I really love Bill Fagerbucky. Um, then... There's just some filler stuff. And that then that's when he names the mummy Harold. I don't remember exactly why in this one. Is it just because they thought of the name Harold and Marshall was like, my grandfather was named Harold? I kind of, it was so fast, I, I kind of missed it. I think so, yeah. In the second, in the remake, they actually, like, have a pretty good reason, in my opinion. But I'll talk about that later in the next one. Then you learned, I think, I this, again, might be out of order, but, like, somewhere in, like, this middle-ish section you learn that Kubad didn't die and he was like an old museum curator and he's the one that learned how to bring the mummy back to life because it'll make him rich which doesn't make any sense um and then that's when you learn from the like halloween shop owner bruce that uh the the mummy's got a girlfriend that he's trying to reunite with and it's super like oh yeah well it's just this and it's like wait what um, and so they have to go to the museum that they've never been to, and, like, it's just very weird. And there's also the Halloween dance, which is the same thing that, that happened in the other one. But there's this whole interweaving weird thing about these two women who think that the mummy is their husband. And that's where the Cleopatra costume comes from. I'm not going to say that that's bad, but it was definitely kind of like a, this is not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> there's also so and, many references uh, to the I mummy being celibate. 
Yeah. <laughs> so many references to the mummy being sem- cellulite. Yeah. Cellulite? And then Cell- the, other, the other mummy that they got him confused with was the principal, right? So weird. Yeah. And like Gilbert and did, punches him exactly in the stomach. The yeah. So then they, the mummy is taken by Kubat's minions back to this warehouse, which is very similar to what happens in the remake. They get to the warehouse and Gilbert is too scared to go inside. So he waits in the car and Amy and Bruce and Marshall all go inside. And then they're trying to save Harold and get away. But Kubat's got a gun and they're like, oh, no. And then Gilbert drives into the building, you know, like a 12 year old does in a car. And then uh, they the guy, the Kubat's like, ah, I didn't do anything. And then the ceiling collapses um, and then they get away, and then they go to the museum, and they put them in their sarcophagi, and and that's that. And then Marshall moves on. And first of all, the mummy gives Harold, or Harold gives Marshall his amulet, which is really weird, because uh, his his girlfriend still has her amulet, so odd choice. But yeah. then we go. <laughs> but we, that way, Marshall can remember him forever. Right, and we see Marshall's room again, and so Marshall's room in this one was like full of like masks and like a full replica of Warthead from the movie in the beginning and like all of this horror paraphernalia and he come we, we see him after his whole Harold encounter which by the way when Harold was like going into his sarcophagus he was like bawling and I'm like you've known him for a day what is happening anyway um and his, he's like I've outgrown all of this horror stuff and it's like okay i'm not sure why this would make you outgrow it i feel like this would make you want it more make, but whatever make, yeah i was gonna say you'd want to keep it up for a while and maybe like add a mummy to your collection in honor right of so then the end of this movie is gilbert coming over and being like hey we're gonna go see a movie and amy's coming too and he's like oh my god amy's coming too and then he gels his hair, asks if the <laughs> shirt matches, and then he and Amy have this really awkward encounter at the door of, like, I like your dress. Thanks. Amy. And then they, like, walk away and they start, like, you know, and riffing at each like, other. And good. I thought things were going to get weird or something. Which like, things they weird. had been, like, pushing that. And I was like, they're 12. They're mm-hmm. so young. Ew. And they've done nothing but sexualize this girl. Yeah. Like, disgusting. Truly, in case you didn't understand, this is surprising at all, this is going to drop my score for Test of Time and overall (laughs) quite substantially. Yes. And even though, I guess, spoiler, like, I do like this movie. I think it's got, like, that 90s Disney charm for a spooky movie that I like, but I forgot. Well, maybe I didn't forget, but, like, I didn't realize Mm -hmm. how sexualized she was back when I watched this as a kid. And watching it now... Just the way her character is written and that fact does bring it down for me quite a bit. Yeah. Ethan made a joke when we were watching it. He was like, because this is a Dan Schneider film, which if people don't know, Dan Schneider is the guy who created The Amanda Show, Drake and Josh, iCarly, who was pretty notorious and uh, victorious and Zoe 101 and was pretty notorious for being extraordinarily creepy to his his child actors, specifically the girls, to the point where in his last few shows that he was allowed to run he was he had to be blocked off in a separate room and was not allowed to interact with the kids which that's crazy highly recommend that people read or better yet listen to the audiobook for Jeanette McCurdy's book um glad my mom died I was gonna say yep I was just gonna say I think she mentions that in her book she does a lot but she doesn't refer to him by name but we all know yeah I haven't read it yet. I want to. I, or I want to listen to it. Does she read her own book? She does. I'm, which is my favorite thing. People reading yeah. their own memoirs is like, it's one of my favorite things unless 
there's a few times where I haven't enjoyed it, but usually I really do. And I've heard nothing but good things about hers, but I've been waiting. I've been waiting for it from the library for a while. And I had, I got, I, my library digital app has been doing a thing where it doesn't actually tell me when things are available and then it'll, I'll just get pushed to the end of the line again. Yes. So I've got to, I was going to get it for when we're traveling. Yeah. I should probably put a hold on it on Libby, too. Yeah, Libby's great for everybody. Uh, my mission for the week. Two, we've got our missions down to watch muffins and to listen to or read Jeanette McCurdy's book. Perfect. Done. I Honestly, after the last one where we were like, what the heck is our mission? This feels good. Yeah, we're making up for that one, for yeah. sure. So I think there are a couple of things that we haven't talked about about this movie that irk me. I think Adam Wiley as Gilbert, great. I think Bill Fagabaki is good physically but they made him do way too many sounds like he, he's just going uh, uh, constantly he sounds like a banjo kazooie character and it's just <laughs> insane does, yeah. yeah and he is pretty frightening like there is yeah like i didn't real i forgot how actually kind of spooky he is not that scary. you should or it's gonna keep you up at night uh, in my opinion like that review said no but. the first scene so the movie that's like the part of the, the movie that's like the movie within the movie right at the beginning yeah is really yeah. scary so the warhead warhead in this movie is like actually scary whereas the, the second one is not like it's just this, mm-hmm. you know goofy green he looks like a flugly from spy kids but in this one there's a part where he like reaches through the window grabs the dad and there's a knife spinning in the disposal and you see the camera zooming into this knife yeah horrifying i i forgot that there was a movie within the movie and i was like is this the actual movie like what what is this (laughs) yeah if i hadn't had watched the remake i would have been like wow this is really low quality like yeah what is happening oh is it this much worse in quality than i remembered but yeah let's start with the test of time Just because that's going to be the easier one, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, actually. There is a definite charm to this movie, I agree. It does have that really great 90s quality. The acting, for the most part, is very good. Adam Wiley's great. Guy who plays Marshall is not, as I mentioned. Mm. And the girl who plays Amy is also not. Bill Fagerbecky's great. The mom is good. Guy who plays Bruce is fun. Um, Much smaller part in this movie as opposed to his counterpart in the second movie. Yeah, um, which Bruce is not a character in the second movie or the remake. I mean, I mean he is, but he's just a different character entirely. Like right. his name, that's and what I meant, like persona. Bruce, him, like Bruce himself. Yeah, yeah, and step down in my opinion. But we'll get to that in the second one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There it aren't really many effects. I mean, obviously, or anything. It doesn't. Yeah, as I was gonna say, it doesn't have the charm as like Xenon had for me. Obviously, no, like, the true like '90s like staples, but I but it's not. Like it. Yeah, it's not. It's not egregiously like oh, I can't look at it in the way that like right. almost like you lucky dog is where you're like oh my god, please my eyes. Yeah, and there's some there's some not great things like the whole the Dennis Rodman thing was it isn't necessarily bad but then then they start t- saying how he looks like a girl and how that's a problem and it's like mm. yep the writing brings it down chia a bit i'm trying to think of ones from around that i era. know i'm trying to think of what i want to write this close to um what are some of our other older ones 13th year it's I feel like it 
almost holds up better than the 13th year just because the 13th year has the um the effects right yeah it does so 13th year we have the same at a 7.5 it's not just actually higher than i remembered giving it it's because the effects actually look pretty good uh older movies it's it holds up better than don't look under the bed i think i want to give this like a six seven five i have the scream team at a six seven five so under you're thinking under the 13th year yeah i don't know i don't know what i want to do because i'm thinking about it and i'm thinking about how we rated the 13th year and i think we rated it this is all in memory obviously but i think we rated it i think we rated it kind of how impressed we were with the effects for being 1999 or whatever yeah, I think you're right. So I, I'm trying like a six, seven, five, or a seven. There's a part of me that yeah. really doesn't want to give want me to give this a higher score than the Scream Team, but I think I will just solely because the Scream Team's fire is so bad, and that was, you know, six years later that the fire yeah. looked that bad. You know what? We gave Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire a six point seven five, and I feel like these two are pretty similar if if we but if we gave that a 675 then i want to give this a seven just because six, the bat looks so bad yeah well, I'm I'm like, like maybe the points that we took off for the bat i'll take off for the writing in this one but i can't remember if there were any problematic things with the writing and mom's got a date with the vampire do you remember i don't think so i don't remember there being at the very least i'm just scrolling to see if there's anything else i'm gonna give it a seven because if it if it were not for some of the script pieces, for example, Amy's whole sexualization, some of the these things that just genuinely don't hold up, mm-hmm. the practical effects, the costuming looks really good. The story isn't super dated. Like there's nothing about this that I would be like, oh, this story would not hold would not happen nowadays. Yeah, like for 1997, and th- this was their first decon. It was correct. Yeah, yeah. They had had the premiere film before still feel that, like I, but... I want to be between the 13th year and Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. So between a 6.75 and a 7.5. So maybe I'll just you do, do a 7, 7 or a 7.25. Yeah. 7.25 is closer to the 13th year and a 7 is in the middle. <laughs> it's and a, closer yeah, to Mom's yeah. Got a Date with a Vampire. Yeah. Fine. You know what? I'm going to be the same as you. I'm just going to go solid 7. Yeah. We Peter there. Pressure. Closer to the, Hallow- closer to the Halloween movie. Uh, two. Um, I've been thinking about the more. <laughs> so, but I so don't know. I. And uh, watching this one and then watching the sequel, where the I feel like the moral in this, the, I keep saying sequel, the remake yeah. is very obvious. Like they pushed the same they line did. over and over, and again. it's different in my opinion. It is different. So then I was going back to this one and trying to think what the moral would be for this one and i honestly had trouble yeah i think it, there's like something one. about like family you, you, family is you found you know something like that uh you know change isn't always bad but none of those are like actually what it is and it's just like face your fears obviously which i feel like it might it is probably just face your fears because unless the second one the remake is face your fears and i'm 
Is it? Yeah, that that's the thing that they say over and over. And that's yeah, why I was like, that's why maybe I think it's it... the, like I was like, because I was like, I think the second one is face your fears mm-hmm. because he actually faces his fear of his right. of his family changing in the remake. He doesn't mm-hmm. in this one. He's kind of like talks around it at the end. Yeah. So I and, feel like it's something And in the remake, akin. it's a lot of Gilbert facing his fears and how he's always told Far to face more his fears. Of it. So I feel like, yeah, yeah that's very much re-remake yeah. moral. And I feel like this is tangential, but it's not face your fears. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, because... And then I was like, well, a maybe it's something about, like, I don't know. Your true self lies, like, within. Something about, like, under wraps. Like, no. maybe they're trying to tie that in, but, like, that's not it either. So I don't know. I'm honestly fine with just doing like fear is fear is only in the mind or something. Okay, good. <laughs> Part of me was even like maybe they're just making this movie for like entertainment purposes and there's no moral. <laughs> no, I don't think. But there is something. I just can't put my finger and on it. It's not. Honestly. It's not fear as a state of mind. But it's like it's something of like everyone has fears. It's not face your fears. It's just everyone has them. Yeah. Actually, I like that. And then the remake is to face them. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Which are both valid. This one doesn't do as good of a job, in my opinion. No. I think... This is getting ahead of ourselves again. But I think that in the remake, they push it too much. They do. It's brought up too many times for my liking. But this one, it's not... Yeah, it's two sides of the same coin. But yeah. I just don't think this one hits it kind of almost at all in a way that's like yeah because hard to figure out what it is yeah i think i think the stuff with gilbert in both this one and the remake is like okay we get it but the stuff with marshall i think is done better in the second one than in this one because marshall's just kind of like whatever i don't know Mm. yeah um and then amy sucks and has nothing (laughs) but they're not going to be too vastly different, but I do think that that one is going to have a higher score for me. Yeah, for this one, yeah. Uh, but where do I want to put it? Let's see. Uh, not a lot of stuff about fear. Yeah, that's what I was just trying to see. I'm surprised we don't have more with all the Halloween movies. How lot of them were about fear, though. Yeah. Girl vs. Monster was Face Your Fears. Yeah, which is annoying but uh, let me tell you what new under wraps way better than that this is better yeah. than that too i mean the fact yeah. that we have face your fears one... at four two five mm-hmm. and four five it's crazy <sighs> i don't know i kind of want to just like i don't know six two five <laughs> Because it's above... Solid number. Like, it's above... And it just is, like, a starting point. Because it's, like, it's above average. I know. I was thinking, I'm, like, st- like average five. Yeah. I probably want to put it a little above that. Because it's not as bad as some of the other ones I have at fives. Yeah, but I've seen some stuff that's in the, the sevens, and I'm, like, it's lower than that. Yeah. I have Cloud Nine, Nothing is Impossible at 575. I think it's better than that. Oh, going to the mat. Don't let your insecurities overcome you. I was just reading that. Stop. I was just reading that one, too. 6.5. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Oh, my gosh. That's so weird. And I want, I want, if that's what we have for going to the mat, I definitely want the remake to be above that. 
because that's a yeah. that's a very very similar moral, and the remake does it way better. Yeah. So I'm fine giving this a six five. Yes, <laughs> flat out. It's so funny. We were both looking at our six fives. So we're going to the mat. Yep, meant to be. Okay. And <sighs> I also want to give this a little bit of a pass because it was the first one. This. You can definitely sense more of, like, moral obligations from Disney in these later movies, which I think is fine because yes. they are educating moments. They can yeah. be good they stories. Grew. Yeah. But, I mean, this one had a lot of failings within its 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 plot structure where its pacing was weird. It didn't really have an Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. It had, like, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, and also Act 4. And maybe an Act <laughs> 5. not an Act <laughs> Because it was like... They hadn't quite found their footing, but... And they spent so much time in scenes that had nothing to do with the plot, for the most part, because they were funny and fun, which is fine, but also, like, then dedicate the time to the plot, because (sighs) trust that kids want to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do for the, the overarching... It's better than Rip Girls, so it's above a C. Let me look back at some of the older movies again. Bad Hair Day have it at B minus. Let it shine have it at B minus. I definitely want to put this above Smart House, and I have that one at a B. You want to put this above Smart House? I do. I like this one more than I liked Smart House. Wow. I'm just I'm saying that thinking... for you. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I I have Smart House at a B minus. So, like, I was thinking yeah. about a B minus. So, I was like. <laughs> yep. I mean, we all know I don't like Smart House. Yeah. I was... Smart House was very outdated, but again, still had the nostalgia factor for me. But this one had nostalgia, plus, I feel like it just did better than Smart House did. Even Steven's movies at a 63 as well. And I really like that one. <laughs> it's it's worse than Halloween Town too. And that I have it be minus at sixty five. Yeah, I was looking at that one and don't look under the bed, which I have it B pluses for both of them. Seventy five, seventy. Oh, let me look at my B range, or the B range score, sixty seven to seventy four. What did I say Smart House was at? A 68. Yeah. Or no? Yeah, I could do it a B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, that's not a B minus. Yeah. Yes. We have different scores. We have different scores. Mm-hmm. High School Musical 2, I have at the highest B at a 74. And this is going to be below the, that by maybe a... Well, I'm giving it a B minus 63, and I have four other 63s, so that's fine. Because <laughs> 63 is a popular number for you. I'm going to have to rearrange my B minuses once we're done. But for now, I don't want to give it above the Even Stevens movie. I do want to give it like one point above Smart House. So I think I'm probably going to have to bump Smart House down to a 62, but I don't, I don't, I can't be futzed to do that right now. Like, I. Yeah. We have our season wrap up coming up. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that until the final, like, once we're wrapped up with the entire show, because I 
I just have to look at my B minuses overall at that point because they're all either like way at the top or way at the bottom. There's no like middle ground right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would still watch this before Cowbells. I have that as a 70. I don't think I would. I liked Cowbells. I liked Cowbells too, but I don't know. I I think you. I think, I don't know how to explain. It. Like I know that there's a lot of things like that are wrong with like the writing of this no, movie. No, no, but no, I just, no, no, I still no, no, find I'm not gonna it say charming. That. I, I think yep. <laughs> I think there's there's a couple other factors that you have that I don't have. One one being the nostalgia, but also you watched this with another person. Yeah, which I that's I true. kind of watched it with Ethan, but Ethan doesn't really watch the movies when we're when we're watching it. He's just kind of like background commentary. Yeah, for he's some like of the cooking or he's doing laundry or he's on his phone or he's playing playing games or whatever. So like I was pretty siloed. I was extremely siloed in watching the remake. Yeah. So and you you were watching it with your sister, who I would assume also watched yeah. it when you were kids. Yeah. And the whole um, like we had her like pumpkin hot chocolate oh yeah you guys like my actual tv like we made it a spooky night so like i guess the setting probably helped too um i'm gonna give it a 72 so under high school musical 2 but still above cowbells Something about a 90s uh, Disney spooky movie does it for me. Yeah, I think you've what got a I type. Say? I think you've got a crutch. I've got a type. <laughs> I think it would take a lot for a 90s. Were there any of the like 90s, early 2000s Halloween movies that I didn't like? No. <laughs> Never met a 90s You Disney liked Halloween Town, Halloween like. Town 2. You liked Phantom of the Megaplex, Sarah. I yeah that I movie did. sucks. Okay. I, did, I didn't love it, but I did. You liked All it. Of these that I would movie watch again. sucks. That's the thing. I would watch. Them I would again. not. <laughs> that movie sucks. Once we get to but... okay, Halloween Town three and four, then I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, but they're not nineties, or they're not early two thousands. They're like why. they're yeah. late thousands, and they're also my inner child is just like healed when I watch these nineties Halloween decoms. I can't help it. Listen, they're not all they're not all like bad. I'm not saying that because mm-hmm. I think Mom's Got a Day with a Vampire is incredible. I think obviously yes. the Scream Team is incredible, but that one's a little bit on the cusp of it. I think Don't Look Under the Bed is incredible. I think I have my own feelings about Halloween Town one, but Halloween Town two is great. Like <laughs> I. I just don't think that this one is up to snuff with those. Like, I think that's, like, this is under all of those for me. Yeah, I forgot to check it. Uh, Mob's got a date with a vampire. What did I say I had that one at? I think that one's an A-. minus. <laughs> oh, wait, it is. Okay. I'm like, I still would watch Mom's got a date with a vampire before this one, but I had that one at an A-, minus, so that makes sense. Currently? I don't know if this is how I have it listed right now. I think it's like, I probably have the Scream Team highest because I, I have that nostalgia factor. Yes. I think Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire is the best of the Halloween movies. Yeah, which I didn't expect when we were going into this podcast. I'm like, I remember watching that one, but I liked the other ones better. But it's yeah. the most it's the most Halloweeny. It's good. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. like I I just like it. I I think Halloween Town Two is good. I like Scream Team. I really like Don't Get Under the Bed. And there's the one that we watched this year that I can't remember. We watched Cannibal Room, which wasn't good, and then we watched Stepsister for Planet Weird. Southern. The Other Me! But that's not really a <laughs> Halloween movie, so I can't count it, because I really like The Other Me, but it's yeah. not a Halloween movie. We just made it a Halloween movie. Um, 
Oh, before I forget, there's another part of this movie that straight up was just like, get away from me. And it is the idea that in the 90s and the 80s, that for some reason you had to have this random young boy in the neighborhood who you would just give you exposition, who would just like oh, walk up and be like, hey guys, how kid? you doing, Leonard? <laughs> yeah. This isn't a blanket, it's a rag. <laughs> Why was I he did here? like the one kid that uh, they were at the park and he's like, ooh, mommy, look at that ugly man. I'm like, what? Oh, that actually reminds me. There's another thing about this movie. This movie is hella white. Like, yeah. this movie. Oh, yeah. After the watching first... the remake after it, I'm like, the uh, whatever, the reviewer said, it's woke. It's like, no, that one actually just had some diversity. And you go back and watch this one. And it's, it's so clearly very white. disturbingly white. white. Yes. The and that's first also 90s Disney Channel for you. Yeah. The first people of color you see don't even have lines. They are just touring mm-hmm. the empty house. And then you see this child who says the mommy is so scary. And his mom's like, don't talk about people that way to their face, even though she's basically saying it to their face. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Leonard was just this like neighborhood kid who just like walked up and he was just like, I saw the coffin leave in a yellow truck. And then he like walks away. And then Amy's like, an ice cream company uses yellow trucks. And then they they go off their merry way and figure things out. And I'm like, what is this child? He's not anyone's sibling. He's just here. Yeah. Who is he? And why was this a trope in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, that did happen a lot. A lot. Think about Home it's Alone. Typical, like, Home Alone like, has bad that one. Guys, bad guys like kidnap, like going after stray animals in the street, random kids, like all these 90s movie things that just... Right. But like this one specifically, it's like I didn't realize until this movie how common that was. Because like think about Mm -hmm. Home Alone, where there was that kid who was like living across the street who is the reason that they forget Kevin because the the cousin or whoever is like counting them counts him instead of Kevin. And it's just like... Yeah, Home Alone had that and they had the two bad guys like drive around in their car like trying to trying to get the kid that's uh, so i think 90s. home alone started that trend i think that was Probably. the home alone instigator but yeah anyway <sighs> yes don't want to keep this one too long since we're gonna be talking about the same stuff in the next one but your decommissions missions. Yeah. Yeah. decommissions are to watch muffins on youtube uh and i don't remember what is the username for that one? Oh. how do i not know this i used to search this all the time let me see Muffins. Muffins. Is that Shoes like is not. Liam Kyle Sullivan? Mm. I, it, it, uh, they might have changed their name since. Yeah, I would guess. Or it's ago, someone that just re uploaded it. But... Um, it, does, it seems like that's the actual channel. Muffins. Yeah, they used to have a different one. Yeah, I don't remember it being that. Yeah. Hey, have you Googled uh, Velma Dinkley? No, um, just Google, Google. You don't have to even Google Dinkley. Just Google Velma and you'll yeah. learn that, uh, not Sean, um, Tim, yeah, whatever. The, Tim Gunn's a different guy. James Gunn, that's his name. James Gunn uh, has now made Velma canonically gay. And when you search it on Google, the LGBTQIA and the lesbian flags and tadas and ribbons will fall from the ceiling of google yeah <laughs> i just learned that last night because laura was telling me about it it's so gina and i did it we're like oh funny. i didn't know google did that it's you want to talk about fake woke that's that 
I thought it was cute, but yeah, I guess Google is kind of like trying to jump on the bandwagon. But it's 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 a way for them to get more views. It's it's a way I for guess. people to go to their site. Well, no, okay, it absolutely just, is. Like, make me feel bad about it. <laughs> Sorry, it's I funny. Think. That's why it's funny because it's just like if it was a site that was like actually sell. Also, the fact that it's like not. It's kind of like it's kind of real, but also not. So it's like. It's just, What's her, oh her being a lesbian? Yeah, because it's just James Gunn going ah oh, yeah this in my show she's a lesbian congratulations bye and it's like yeah but there's a bunch of shows that also exist that this isn't happening okay bye thanks okay so. While it's cool that it's happening in the show, for sure, I'm not going to diminish that. It's also kind of like a, hey, step in the right direction. Don't forget to keep walking. Yeah. I guess. What do you mean you guess? Step in the right direction. I guess it is, yeah. (laughs) No, it was the guess. You just went, I guess. And I was like, what? I guess. (laughs) What? I don't know. I just thought it was cute. No, it is cute. It is sad because. (laughs) It's cute and it's funny, but it's also like. They could be doing more, I know. It's not that they could be doing more as Google. It's just Google trying to capitalize on a moment by being like being cute and funny. Yeah. But like me, me and a couple of my queer coworkers were having a freaking ball about it because it's so funny. Because <laughs> it just like pours from the ceiling. All you yeah. need to do is search Velma. Uh, uh, I hate corporations. Anyway, okay, so watch Muffins. <laughs> And then also listen to or read Jeanette McCurdy's book. I think I'm glad my mom died. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're going to um, go record the next episode right now. You guys so, will have to wait a week for but we're going to do it now. Yeah. So you'll see us in a week, but we'll see you right now. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.